today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. So what is Jesus saying here to Nicodemus? Well, Jesus was trying to reach Nicodemus, so he spoke words that would hopefully have clicked in his head and his heart. Because remember, this guy was educated. He knew the Old Testament. He knew God's law. And so Jesus has that desire to minister, to reach the people individually. I think this is amazing because that means for you and I, he is trying to communicate to you to where you would understand personally. That's pretty awesome. Because Jesus wants everyone to receive his salvation, he is willing to do whatever it takes to communicate clearly. As Pastor Eric will share, Jesus related the concept of the new birth to Nicodemus in such a way that Nicodemus was able to comprehend it, which enabled him to make a proper decision. Well, let's join Pastor Eric for part one of his message entitled, Has Your Belief Produced Change? We are so grateful of being able to go through God's Word chapter by chapter and verse by verse. And so today, as we get into chapter 3, I was like, wow, chapter 3, all right. I get to talk about John 3, 16, right? Woo-hoo! Well, God was going to, he said, yes, you get to share that, but there's a greater message also within this text that we need to learn and listen and apply it to our lives. And so I titled the message this morning, uh, Has Your Belief Produced Change? Has Your Belief Produced Change? Now, uh, I'm going to ask you guys a question, and you, you can respond if you want. Do you believe in evolution? No. no. That's the quick, quick response, right? The quick church response is no. And I agree with that, okay? But, man, I agree that man didn't come from monkeys. God created us, okay? But here's the thing. Man does change. Man does change, okay? And man does not change into different species, okay? You might change in shape and sizes, but man doesn't change into a different species. But man does change. And what do you mean man changes? Well, here's the thing, you guys. I am not the same person that I was 10 years ago. In fact, believe it or not, I am not the same man three years ago. From the time that God allowed me to lead this fellowship, I'm not the same man as that time. I'm probably not even the same man that I was two weeks ago. Because God is constantly changing us. He's growing us. He's changing us more into his image. And I say praise God to that. Change happens, especially when you believe in Jesus Christ. So in John 3, Jesus teaches about this change in his discussion with a man named Nicodemus, who we'll look at here in a second. But when you think of John 3, just as I mentioned earlier, you think of John 3.16, right? And then oftentimes we see John 3.16 all over the world in sporting events. Now, it's kid is running on a baseball field, and uh, he's got John 3.16. Now, don't pay attention to the guy trying to tase him, but he is trying to get the message out of John 3.16. I was going to say, because my brother's here, I'm like, that was my brother. No, I'm just kidding, but it's not him. I wouldn't put it past him, though. 
Guys, yes, this chapter contains probably the most famous, most popular Bible verses that man knows today. But there's so much depth in this chapter, so much more within this chapter that God is going to show us this morning. And so I'm super pumped about that. And so today is a very challenging chapter, and a chapter that produces a few questions. Number one, this is the questions that it can produce is, am I a new person? Am I a new person? Number two, if not, how do I change and become a new person? And finally, what does a changed life look like? These questions are what we're going to be looking at as we study chapter 3 of John this morning. So we're going to start by reading verses 1 through 12 and see what God has. In the first section, am I a new person? Verse 1, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 4, Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. See, in verse 8, it says, The wind blows where it wishes, and you will hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. In verse 9, Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered and said to him, Are you a teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? So here we are introduced to a man named Nicodemus. Well, who was Nicodemus? Well, the text tells us that he was a Pharisee. A Pharisee is a ruler amongst the Jews during this time. A Pharisee was recognized to know God's law, to know the Old Testament. They sought after physical praise for their good works. And their good works would include their prayer life, how much they gave in tithes. Just to give you a few examples of these guys. These guys prided themselves on their good works. They wanted their good works to be seen amongst all men. They were very religious, and they dressed the part. They looked holy, okay? They looked holy. They would pray these beautiful prayers. And I don't know about you, but sometimes when we get around people that pray, they're like, man, I'm just like, they pray so awesome. I can never pray like that. But you know what? Prayer is so much more than just speaking beautifully. It's speaking from your heart to God. It's just talking to God, just as you would talk to your best friend, communicating back to him. But these guys would want their prayers to be heard so that people would say, oh, wow, they are so wonderful. A Pharisee at this time had great influence on the people. And they are also bitter enemies with Jesus and the works that he was doing. 
a Pharisee looked like a godly person, but in reality was not. How many people within the church, and I'm not saying just this church, but the church around the world, are dressed as a Pharisee? Who looked the part, who looked like they are godly, but on the inside they are not. In fact, this is what Jesus said about the Pharisees. He says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. See, Jesus was saying about these religious leaders that they looked beautiful on the outside, but on the inside they were dead. They were dead. They were rotting within the soul because they did not have a true relationship with God. They were focused upon themselves. And so the things that they proclaimed, the things that they would say to others by saying, that's not how you should be, but in reality is, is that they should have turned around and looked at the log that was in their own eye. So this Pharisee, Nicodemus, came to Jesus by night. And as we learned last week, Jesus is the discerner of hearts. He knew and he knows what's in all man. So as Nicodemus came to Jesus by night, Jesus already knew his heart. He already knew him, just as he knows you this morning. He knows your heart. And so Nicodemus tells Jesus, verse 2, he says, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. But Jesus responds saying, for one to see the kingdom of heaven, one must be born again. Now, if you're in Nicodemus' shoes, what does that mean? Born again. Well, born again, the again part can be better translated by being born from above. So you cannot see the kingdom of God unless you're born from above, meaning born from God, that there has been a transformation within your life. So this statement catches Nicodemus off guard because he immediately goes into saying, how can you be born again? I mean, this guy was not just an uneducated man. He was a ruler amongst the people. He was smart. And so this concept of being born again, he's like, how in the world are you going to go back into your mother's womb a second time? I mean, I can't even fathom that. That is impossible. You're talking crazy. I mean, how's a grown man going to get back into his mother's womb? Well, I'm sure you mothers wouldn't want that to happen anyways. You're like, stay out. I've already done that once. So Nicodemus is thinking physical birth. But Jesus speaking to Nicodemus, not regarding physical rebirth, but spiritual rebirth. Verses 5 through 8 tells us that. And Jesus tells Nicodemus, you must be born of water and spirit. If not, you won't see the kingdom of God. You will not see it. So born of water... You know, I don't know about you guys, but every time I've read this passage, I'm like, born of water, yeah, and spirit, I understand that part, but born of water, what is Jesus saying? But finally, I had the aha moment. When I read the word, I've read it many times, as probably as you guys have read, born of water. Well, Jesus is not referring to Christian baptism here. Because if he, this would be, if it was, it would be meaningless to Nicodemus. 
He didn't have that in his mind right now. I mean, because it wasn't even there. It's not even in the equation. Because Nicodemus is, he's speaking to Nicodemus. So you've got to remember who Jesus is speaking to, okay? So water baptism is not even in the idea of what Jesus is trying to communicate. And it also doesn't mean that salvation comes through water baptism, Because if it did, then that would contradict the single requirement to obtain eternal life. Which is what, church? Faith. Belief. So what is Jesus saying here to Nicodemus? Well, Jesus was trying to reach Nicodemus, so he spoke words that would hopefully have clicked in his head and his heart. Because remember, this guy was educated. He knew the Old Testament. He knew God's law. And so Jesus has that desire to minister, to reach the people individually. I think this is amazing because that means for you and I, he is trying to communicate to you to where you would understand personally. That's pretty awesome. So here we see Jesus trying to communicate to Nicodemus that there is so much more that he needs to be born of God. He was trying to get that aha moment for Nicodemus. So Jesus then takes Nicodemus back to the Old Testament without really going into the Old Testament, but by that word, you must be born of water and spirit. Now, we're not told what Jesus was thinking, but I truly believe that Jesus was probably referring to Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 24 through 27, a passage that is prophetic and has a prophetic message of Jesus Christ And the Lord pointing to us and to the readers and to those around, to the the Israelites, the new covenant in Jesus Christ. So I'm going to read you the passage. You can turn in your Bibles if you have them. I hope you do. To Ezekiel 36, starting in verse 24. The passage reads, For I will take you from among the nations, gather you out of all countries, and bring you into your own land. Okay, so here, listen up. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. And I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. This is awesome. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will keep my judgments and do them. Now, understanding this passage, wouldn't it make sense that Jesus would be communicating something like this to Nicodemus? Because the Lord speaks of water and spirit in this passage. And Jesus was, you guys, if you're looking at Jesus as as Ezekiel is pointing to the Messiah as Jesus Christ, that's exactly what Jesus does. He comes and he is the living water. He is the one who comes and he cleanses all mankind from all filthiness and from their idols, as we learned on this past Wednesday night. He is the idol crusher. Okay? And so Jesus fulfills this prophecy in Ezekiel. He is the one who cleanses us. And then not only that, but Jesus, as we've learned in John, is the one who sends the Holy Spirit. So here, Jesus is communicating to Nicodemus saying, you have to be born of water and spirit, meaning you've got to receive me and then receive the spirit that I give you. That's powerful, right? 
Man, that's mind-blowing. But it's so simple. Why didn't I not get that? But God had his time for me to get that so I could share with you guys. Praise God. See, Jesus had the same kind of conversation with Peter. If you guys remember, as Jesus was washing the disciples' feet during the Passover, right, he's washing, and Peter said what? No, don't, don't wash my feet. I need to be washing your feet, right? Uh, but Jesus said to Peter, he says, then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, what I am doing you do not understand now. But you will know after this. And Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, If I don't wash you, you have no part with me. And Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. So Jesus is the one who brings that cleansing water that so many of us need. We need the cleansing water of Jesus Christ because we are dirty individuals. I'm dirty, you're dirty, and we need to be cleansed. And it's only by Jesus Christ that we can be cleansed. And it's only by him that we can receive the Spirit of God. Amazing. Nicodemus was stuck on the physical rebirth. Hence why Jesus said, don't marvel that I said to you that you have to be reborn. Come on, Nicodemus, don't focus on that. Come on, just just settle your heart. Just listen. Quit moving around in your head. And so many of us move around in our heads that we forget and we don't listen to God. We need to stop and listen, pause, and receive what God is teaching us and sharing with us. So Jesus then gives Nicodemus an example of wind to help Nicodemus understand that the Spirit, the Spirit of God is the one who produces a new birth. Because wind, you guys, moves in different ways. And I don't know about you, but I can't see wind. I can feel it. I can hear it, but I can't see it. But here's the thing. We know that wind is there, and we accept that the wind is there, right? You can't see the Spirit's work of new birth, but you can accept it like wind. You can see the the actions of the Spirit, just as you can see the actions of wind, right? If there's a huge windstorm and it knocks over trees, you can see the result of that wind. And you can see the result of a new birth through the Holy Spirit. A life changed. And so you have the choice to accept it. But here, our friend Nicodemus cannot follow. It's still not getting to his heart. And so then Jesus points to Nicodemus. He's pointing to his heart and and, uh, trying to reach him. Because God cared about him. Jesus cared about this man. And so then Jesus speaks to him as a representative of the Trinity. In verse 11. He then just shares, he says, Most assuredly I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. He was just trying to communicate to him. You know, even God was trying to communicate to you, even back when you were studying the Old Testament, Nicodemus, but you're not getting it. You're not seeing it. 
And here Jesus is in front of him, empowered by the Holy Spirit. So the three have been ministering and reaching out to this man, just as he's doing today. The Trinity is at work today, trying to reach man. Jesus spoke on how the Spirit produces a new birth on earth. But guys, Nicodemus couldn't even see what was going on on how the Spirit produces that new birth. And so then Jesus says, well, if you can't see that, how are you going to understand heavenly things? So we see that here's a man who believed in God, but his belief did not produce a change within him at this moment. So then going on, uh, as we look, are you a new person? Many of us believe in God. Many of us proclaim even Jesus as Lord and Savior. But the question is, is then, have you been born from above? And Jesus explains that for one to enter the kingdom of God, he or she must be born from above. They must, you must be washed by the Son of God and receive God's Holy Spirit in order to see the kingdom of God. Is that you this morning? Have you been reborn Have you been born from above? Well, how do I change and become a new person then? How do I know? How do I change? How does one come to that conclusion? How does one change? Well, that's what we're going to see in verses 13 through 21. Jesus continues. He says, No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven. That is the Son of Man who is in heaven. Verse 14, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Verse 16, can we read it together? Okay. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Guys, feel the heartbeat of God right now beating for the heart of man. Verse 18, he who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Verse 19, and this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. Verse 21, but he who does the truth comes to the life that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. So here again, Jesus is speaking to this Pharisee who knows the word, who knows God's words, but he knew him in his head and not in his heart. And so Jesus then trying to reach this man, do you get the picture that Jesus longs for Nicodemus? He loves them so very much that he takes them back to the Old Testament once again by saying a reference of Moses. Because the children of Israel in Moses' time were struck by a plague and they were dying. And so God says to Moses, make this bronze serpent and then raise it up. And then whoever looks at this serpent will be saved. Their lives would be restored. John 3.16 One of the most recognized verses in the Bible reminds us that by believing in Jesus, God's only Son, we are set free from our sins and have gained eternity in heaven. 
God's love for us, His creation, caused Him to allow all the sin of the earth to be placed on the shoulders of His Son. Jesus then took the punishment for those sins, dying a painful death, just so that we wouldn't be separated from Him. Our prayer is that as Pastor Eric continues teaching through the book of John, you will grow deeper in your relationship with Jesus. If you've been touched by this series or you'd like to know more about Jesus, please give us a call at 520-723-7047. We'd love to share the freedom you can have with a personal relationship with Jesus. That number again is 520-723-7047. You can also connect with us by visiting our website at gracetothehearers.com where you'll also discover more about this ministry and find resources to enhance your study of God's Word. If, like many, social media is part of your everyday life, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We also have a YouTube channel where you'll find many videos of past messages from Pastor Eric's verse-by-verse study of the Bible. Find all this and more at our website, gracetothehearers.com. With that, our time has come to a close today. Pastor Eric will return soon with his continuing verse-by-verse study in the book of John right here on Grace to the Hearers.